It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Go Oh, yes. Welcome on in, everybody. Go Birds on this Saturday. Rob Ellison for James Seltzer along with my man Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot, first off, I felt bad. James' uncle is yes. here. Yes. And uh, what a nice guy. Awesome. But I walked up and he was like, he had that look on his face like, <laughs> oh, my God, is James not here It's today? like he wasted a good trip on you, you know. It's like a bad surprise. <laughs> yes. It's like he came all the way here and all I got was to see Rob Ellis. I, I know. Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't even start. Usually I have to apologize after the show for all the mistakes right, I right, made. Right. I was yes. apologizing before he even well, started. Well, welcome to my life, you know. <laughs> Normally I'm apologizing for a tweet. So, yes. it, uh, yeah, that's how, how it is. Oh, good to see you, my man. Yeah, first it's been of all. a while, man. We don't get a chance to do shows very often. No. So it's going to be nice to kind of kick things around and. You know, well, especially because I don't really know where you stand on a lot of these yes. draft things, right? Like, I talk to James every day. At this point, I, I could tell you, you know, what James eats for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I'm excited to hear where you're at on some of these things. Well, we, we, so we sit here, we're 19 days away, which yeah. is crazy to, to think about that we're that close. And, look, it was a very interesting offseason, to say the least, right? Yeah. With some of the people they lost, some of the people they kept, and I think some surprises there, certainly Bradbury and Slay, both being back was a big surprise. The way C.J. G.J. went was was strange. I, I think Hargrave with that kind of coin that Sam he was always going to go. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't. By the way, I don't like that as an investment for San Francisco. You no. have enough weapons on that. Well, inside. it's just so funny to me, and it, it really speaks. Like I think uh, off season can be such a good indication of a well run franchise and not. And the Niners are well run. But if you don't have a quarterback, like what are you doing investing all this money in other spots? Right. That, yeah, it didn't make sense to me. Very strange. Anyway, that, that's their problem. So, yes. Looking ahead to this thing, Elliot, we sit here like I mentioned, nineteen days out, and they have two picks in the first. Picking the second, picking the third, and then they don't pick again until 219. They jump from 94 to 219 right yeah. now. So that's a big chasm there. You would think that Howie would want to replenish that. I just I, give me a percentage, perfect place. We're at we're at Parks Casino. Yeah, who would I bet Benzo. on? Yes, right. Yeah. But no, give me a percentage on they actually utilize 10 and 30 at that spot. I, like five percent. The, the closer this draft gets, um, and you kind of key in more 
on 10, right? I mean, at 30, we can talk about some of the names, but the 10th th- pick is a chance to get like a foundational piece either for the long run or a piece that's going to come in next year and be a difference maker for you. Like what you can't get at 10 is somebody that's just going to sit for two years, you know, like a backup corner, a lineman, all those things. But when I look at this draft, I don't think 10's a good spot to be at. Like, I, I think, you know, when they made that trade with the Saints, and obviously it ended up being a great one, yeah. if you would have said they got the 10th pick, I think we would be sitting here and going, you got four or five guys that you can pick from that you feel like are, are worthy of that 10th pick. I don't really see that. So so when I project what they're going to do, I, I think there is a, a strong chance that they trade up. I think, we, you know, if me and you are lucky mm-hmm. enough to do another show after the draft, we would be sitting here and saying, okay, I get why they moved mm-hmm. up because they need to get a difference maker. But the other part of it at 10 is if they do stay there, like I, you know, we can talk about Nolan Smith out of Georgia, who I I think is a good player. I don't know if he's worthy of the 10th pick. For me, all roads always lead back to Bijan. It always leads back to Bijan Robinson for me because I just sit there and I go, this is a guy that at 10 could come in and literally change the offense and take it to another level, right? Because, you know, the, the, the value of taking a running back we can debate but there's no va- there's no reason not to have a ton of value in. Miles Sanders carried the ball or touched the ball 19 times a game last year. Like it's a lot, right? And you right. look at you know you you started by talking about their off season. They lost Miles Sanders, and I think that sometimes goes a little bit under discussed because he was undervalued in this city, in my opinion. But he was a very reliable and my like good number one running back. Now they don't have someone there. So when I look at the tenth pick, I think you're either moving up for a Will Anderson or a Jalen Carter. But if you're at 10 and you don't have a good trade back option, like count me in, man. I, I am I am in on the Bijan Robinson train at 10. All right, let me get to Bijan in one second. But the, the, okay. the problem is, like at 10 and 30, and just the way that they think, you, you're sort of screaming needs are linebacker and safety. We know they're not taking a yeah, linebacker. And, and, like, like and that for what it's worth, know. there's no player at 10 even close to worthy uh, at linebacker or safety at 10. 100%. It's a yeah. bad, it's, in fact, it's a bad safety draft. It is. Like, I think bad. at 30, there are some interesting options, and maybe you move up a spot or two, but you're not taking a safety in the top 16 or whatever. I think 10 is play it by ear. And I'm with you. Like, not, not enough people are talking about the possibility of moving up. Everybody just is so wired to move down uh, yeah. potentially. I think 10 is wait and see. Is there that that guy? It happens every year. So and so's falling. Oh my God! How is he's already at eight? Like, yeah. all right, then yep. then you make your move. If whether it's Jalen Carter or somebody else, but thirty to me, hundred percent feels like get into the second round. You can get the guy for cheaper. You can replenish a little bit in the middle. That thirty to me is no prayer. Ten is is could go a lot of different ways. Well, let me ask you this because you know. I think we both agree. Having two first-round picks, you have a chance to add two players who at 10 definitely has to be impact right away. And really at 30, you hope the player yeah. is ready to get on the field This can't right be away. last year. No, I agree. But I think the importance of getting somebody at 10 is so critical that I would definitely be open, open to packaging 30 mm-hmm. and moving up to, you know, like five. Same. Like if, if you're sitting there and let's say, and I think it's a safe assumption, quarterbacks are probably going to go one-two yes. at the very least, yes. right? Three with our old buddy Jonathan Gannon. That's where I think you would either see Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. Go. I think it's going to be Anderson, but yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, but but that would be the one spot. Mm-hmm. But let's say they trade back or, or whatever. If you get to the fourth or fifth pick, and Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are both still on the board, go get it. I'm I'm all in for trading that thirtieth pick. I know they, you know, and Howie's talked about this a lot. That one of the you know uh, impacts of paying paying Jalen the money they're going to pay him is that you have to get 
players in the draft, develop them, and have cheap talent. So I know it's important to get somebody at 30 and getting another, you know, just body that's a rookie. But we also know that when you pick this high, you have to get impact guys. Like, you have to get somebody. This can't be Jordan Davis, where next year we're sitting here in week four and going, well, he's been pretty good against the run. Like, no, they need somebody that can come in here, and each week we're saying either, wow, they made a great impact, or wow, this guy didn't have a great game because we're used to seeing him do that. Think about last year to your point, okay? So they, they used one of their first-rounders to trade for A.J. Brown. I understand established versus yep. rookie we don't know. But if you really trust your scouting department and yourself and your gut that much, that, that Will Anderson's a beast or Jalen Carter's a beast, I'm good with that. I'm yeah, good 100%. with that. It, it's it's almost like it, it's a pleasant bonus that you have too. It's very smart GMing that you have too, but you have two there. So if you got to use those both to get up and get that guy who's an absolute difference maker, do it, man. And here's the thing, especially about let, let's just go to the edge for a minute. BG had a great year. Oh, I agree. I 100% agree with where you're going on that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Can you count on that going forward? And it's one year. And it's Derek Barnett with yeah. one more year. Like, you're all of a sudden, it's Sweat and Reddick and not much else. Right. So if I can get an edge there, great. Then you go to defense attacker, Fletcher, a year or two. I don't, I'm shocked he's back this year, but he's back. We don't know about Milton Williams, ultimately. Mm-hmm. I think he's a nice piece, but I don't know that he's a I think a he's a rotational maker. guy. Right. Yeah. And like you were saying, frankly, I don't know what Jordan Davis is. So... There's a lot of issues there. Either one of those positions makes sense. I think some fans look at it and say, well, we don't need those positions. Yeah, you do. Well, and I think the scary thing with Jordan Davis is we might know what he is, which yeah. is a run-stopping defensive tackle, which is fine. Like that, He will, he will help the team Yeah, there's games. value. Yeah. yeah, he's just not worthy of the 13th pick if he's not collapsing the pocket up the middle. But, yes, like – and that is, while I do think the 10th pick is not a great pick compared to most years, where I do think it helps the Eagles is at 10 and in that range of like, you know, 7, 8, 9, 10, I do think like defensive line is the strength there. I yeah. think that they're better than the corners there. Um, I really like Jackson Smith out of Ohio State. You know, I don't know if they're going to take another receiver. But ultimately at 10, and if you move up or whatever, I agree. Because how did this team win games last year? They won it because their offense was unbelievable, and they did it because their defensive line impacted the passer every single week yep. until the biggest game of the year where they were slip-sliding all over the field. <laughs> but, but ultimately, they have to get more guys on that defensive line. On the edge, you're right. They need depth pieces. But, but even though we call them depth pieces, they're really starters because yeah, they rotation. rotate these guys in right. and out, right? Yes. And so ultimately you need guys there. But then on the interior, like, you know, yes, linebacker and safety is a need. Running back is a need. Defensive tackle is not just a need. It is a glaring whole weakness on this team because as good as Fletcher was, you don't know he's going to be next year. And you just went through the And you're the probably pieces. giving him more snaps if you don't get more depth, which is not a good thing. 100%. So I think that at 10 – like, I have to come out of that. If I'm not getting B. John Robinson, I have to come out of that at 10 with either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. I like Nolan Smith, and I think there's logic to it, but he has question marks, and he had health issues last year. Mm-hmm. I need at that 10th pick to have someone that when I project for this team next year, go, okay, I know he can come in and be an impact guy. And those are the two players to me that I feel the strongest about in that you know, top 10. Now, I don't think they ultimately do it at 10. This would be if they move down a little bit. And, and I'm, I'm giving you the guy that the fans are going to lose their minds about in a bad way, not in a good way. Yeah. Peter Skaronsky. Oh, I know. Or, or Paris Johnson. Right. Adam, if yeah. either one of those happen, Elliot, it, it, you know, it's going to be revolt time. But, but it, it's not un-Eagles-like for that to happen because here, here's the window to that. Okay, Kelsey is back again, but you're in the same boat every year where it right. might be it, okay? Juergens will likely play guard this year. 
But once Kelsey's gone, Jurgens moves back. Do they trust anybody enough on the current roster to plug in at, at starting guard and or Lane getting up there? I know we extend it. Th- that's not impossible if they have like a CrossFit kind of guy that they believe could play guard or tackle. It's not crazy. So I was thinking about this on the way in. And so to, to go off a little bit here, me and my wife just filed our taxes. First time as a married couple, which can't, when wait, I, to, can't wait to hear where this yeah, is going. When I say we, I say her. I had no idea how to do I, it. I hear that, you. Right? I hear you. So we get money back and we have some money. And I, of course, me, I'm like, nice. Like, you know, let's go. Let's buy something. Yeah. Let's go on a vacation. Let's go right? to parks. And, and, and just you know go crazy. what we did with it? Because she's a smart woman. We did something responsible with it. We like paid off some credit card debt, right? <laughs> Here, that's my analogy for the offensive line. Yeah. If they did it, I would be sitting here and going like, God, that's disappointing. You know, like this guy's not going to play next year. Mm-hmm. This guy is like maybe never even going to be a starter if everything goes health. But I know it's the responsible thing to do. At the end of the day, how it, like I said the team won with their offense, how this team at like the core of it, even more than Jalen, yeah. was the lines. Their lines were unbelievable. Each week we previewed games, we could sit there and go, you know what? They're going to have the edge Check. In, at offensive line and defensive line. And that's yep. why they were favored in 90% of the games they played. Mm-hmm. So if they took an offensive lineman, I'll be at the draft party at the link. It will not be a popular pick. When you hear, like, uh, Peter Skoronsky. Uh, I, I've done or, those shows. It's oh, not fun. yes, yes. I mean, look, honestly, Jordan Davis wasn't really a popular pick last year. Tr- but, tr- well, all right. Try Marcus Smith, man. Oh, yeah. That was an all-timer. Just trust well, me when so I tell you that. I was, uh, I was still at NJ.com when they drafted him. So I was actually at the draft. And, you know, I pride myself on doing a lot of homework and knowing, and I hate to be this guy, but when they took him, my initial reaction was like, who? Like, I had, you know, like nine guys that I was like, okay, this is who they could take. And, and yeah, he came out of nowhere. But, but no, to, to, to the offensive line thing, it would, it would be a pick that we would all hate, we'd understand, but then, you know, in week nine, if Mylotta, you right. know, has a back injury or, or Lane can't play, we're sitting here and going, well, thank God that they have this offensive lineman. Yes, but I'm just trying to warn fans, like, get yourself ready. That very well could happen. I, right? I think if they draft, if they draft past 10, like if they do 10, 11, 12, something like that, I do think there's a chance it's an offensive lineman. Yeah. For I sure, because I just don't think the corners there are good enough. And as much as I think they should go offense if they're not going to get Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, they probably won't. So I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah, I think offensive line is a certain possibility. It's definitely a possibility. Here's what we know prioritize for them i'm talking about them edge tackle corner then you go to the other side of the ball offensive line receiver obviously quarterback right there that, that's the priorities as much as we may not like it you know and last year was a rare season where it felt like the linebacker play was pretty good even though i thought white was eh, yeah i guess that yeah but th- that's just not them and and people don't want like to hear it but it's the truth so Let's go back to Bijan. Let's work it somehow. Right. I, I swing it back. Well, it always comes back to Bijan, Rob. I think you'll find this. <laughs> and this draft will be the Bijan draft. Uh, you had, I heard you, was it this week? or You had a good battle with Ike. It was. I think that's every Tuesday at, the, at 3 o'clock. I, I, yeah, it, it was entertaining. Ike ends up taking off his glasses. He's so Oh, mad, when the glasses so. come yeah, off. Yeah, that's you're, how you're, I know. You know yeah. it's on. All right. Uh, it's like when a girl gets to a fight, she takes her hoops out. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I, 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 I know I've, I've pressed the wrong buttons here. Yes, it's on. Um, so, But, all right, so here's where I'm at. I, I am not this Bijan. Like when I say this, people take the, the, they say, "My God, if you watch the play, I watch the play a ton." The guy's a stud. He's a, yeah. he's a really good player. But I just look at the the position itself. You can get a good enough, maybe not the talent level. Like there's there's guys who are nowhere near the talent of Saquon Barkley and and Christian McCaffrey. But you can get someone who's good enough while using that high resource 
elsewhere. That's really where I'm at with this. Mm. It's pretty cut and dry. And I'm not – I don't just necessarily sit there and go by the Eagles chart that you can't ever do this or you can't ever do that. I, I'm not a believer in that. I'm, I'm willing to bend a little bit. I heard Glenn and, uh, and Mike debating this when they, when they were coming in. And, and I'm, I am willing to bend, but I just think in this case with this position, Elliot, you can get good enough later. Hence, look at the last 20 Super Bowls. It was okay, guys. It was Pacheco kind of guys, but mm-hmm. not beasts. Yeah. And I know the Eagles are, are better offensively than a lot of those teams that we're picking. Yeah, it's a different situation in that. Yeah, regard. wherever they pick. So I, I'm not, I don't hate the guy, but I just, I, I'm a believer that you can get it later good enough. Yeah, so for me, I think there's three players in, at 10, or that area, that I feel will come in and make an instant impact. We already talked about two of them, Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. If you're talking about a, a, a couple ways of this, one, the Eagles are Super Bowl contenders next year. So I do think there is some logic of get somebody that will come in and every, every single week will have an impact. Mm-hmm. B. John Robbins will come here in those, as good as Miles Sanders was, and I, like I said, I think he was underrated. He's fine. He, yeah. he was not uh, break three tackles and turn no. a three-yard gain into a seven-yard gain. Mm-hmm. B. John Robinson is one of the best running backs in recent history to come into the draft in terms of breaking tackles. So I think when you combine Jalen Hurts with this offensive line and this uh, RPO offense, there will be a lot of plays if you if you draft Bijan, where a, a a second and seven is now a second and two or, or a first down, right? So while I agree with you that you can get running backs later. I don't think you can get guys that are going to have the impact that that Bijan had, right? But the other part of it is this, and I think this is why the NFL is changing a little bit. And, and frankly, like watching Carson Wentz, his downfall taught me this. I think sometimes we have this idea that we want to look at the league as you want to get someone at 10 that's going to be here for seven years or eight years. That is an eternity. No. I mean, I think it's Andy, three, Reed, four year Andy Reid was still the head coach yeah. eight years ago, right? And think how long ago that If you're thinking like. in, in those no, terms. It actually wasn't eight years. But, it, but no, I, yeah. The it's chip crazy thing was blocked out of my mind. Yeah, yeah, we've all thinking, tried and forgot, forgot right. about that. But no, you're, I, that I'm 100% with you. This is like a three-year window league, three, well, four Well, that's max. why I think Bijan is a smart pick in that way because Bijan will come in and week one, snap one. You will make an argument could be a top three running back in the NFL off the bat. And every single game he plays, he will have an impact. And until he gets hurt, and unfortunately running backs do get hurt and they wear down early, he will be a massive impact on this team. Again, I was even surprised when I looked it up to see that Miles averaged 19 touches a game. It didn't feel that way watching them, yeah. right? It didn't feel like he, he was involved. Lasting impression is the Super Bowl. Right, barely, exactly. Yeah. But, but I mean, again, let's bring up the Super Bowl, right? I know so many people are mad at the defense, and they were not, clearly, they were not good in that game. But one of the reasons they lost that game was because they lost the shootout. The yeah. Kansas City Chiefs offense played better than the Eagles offense. And part of the reason is they were not able to run the ball, mm-hmm. right? Like Miles either got hurt early or whatever happened. Mm-hmm. Miles was not an impact guy. And when I look at this offense and this team, they are so loaded, right? They, they have elite receivers, elite quarterback, elite offensive line, tight elite end. tight end. Mm-hmm. Their running back situation is not good. They don't have anybody that I think you can go into next year and say, I know what I'm going to get from him. Rashard Penny is like the Sam Bradford of running backs. If he stays healthy, great, but I'm, I'm, we're going to talk all year about if he stays healthy. Kenny Gainwell, really nice, I think, backup running back. I don't think he's a guy you want touching it 20 times, 19 no. times like Miles did. And we all know what Boston Scott is. So for a team that's foundation on offense – they can pass the ball at a high level and certainly well enough to win. We saw that. I still think their heart is the running game on offense. You have to have a better running back. Uh, well, so, Elliot, I agree with that. But I, I do think you need another running back. I just think you can get that other running back later. That's where I'm But at. to me, unless it's Jamar Gibbs, who I, who I, I like, like him a lot. and I think maybe at 30 there's an argument there. Yep. 
I, like the point you're making, which I think is true to it, is if you draft a running back in the second or third round and you put him in this offense, he will be able to produce, right? Mm -hmm. And I think you're looking for physical traits. I just know that for so long this team tried to get by like that. And then what'd they do? They paid $100 million for A.J. Brown. They paid the 10th pick for Devontae Smith. Like, there's a reason that those guys get are worth more. It's because they're just better players. And when you're trying to win the Super Bowl next year and you want to have the running game be good and you want to take stuff off Jalen's pl plate, I'll pay for an elite player instead of piecing something together with later picks. All right, let's see where the folks are. 215-592-9494. We will kick things off with Tom in Abington. Tom, you're on Go Birds. What's up, Tom? Yo, fellas. How we doing today? Good what up, are you doing, Tom? buddy? So, Tom, when, when Rob sat down, he's like, yo, what do you want to do? Blah, blah. I was like, we got one, we got one rule. Tom from Abington. <laughs> he did say that. Tom from Abington goes first. Where we start off I, every Saturday. I can attest yes. to that. Yes. That's my great. man, my man. And I'll tell you what, James is my brother from an, uh, another mother, but uh, hearing you, Robbie, that was a pleasant surprise for my me. Man. Always done, Rob. It's my pleasure to be with all you guys. Thank you. You know, all things go back to B. John for me, and, and Howie never picks the player that I, I key in on, but I hope he sees it the way that I see it because – Look, you guys are going to get like Bijan's obviously the topic of, of this draft, um, as you as you said, Elliot. And you're, you guys are going to hear a lot of arguments for and against drafting Bijan today. And I, I'm so for it. Like I, I need to see this offense with Bijan in it because yeah. I think it's unstoppable. And to anybody who comes up with any of the reasons that I've heard, and I got a list of them I could go through, but I think we've heard them all. I would just say to them that this is such a unique situation because you never have a team coming off a Super Bowl appearance with a young franchise quarterback already in place and a 10th overall pick. Yeah. Like, this is such a unique situation. Well, well Tom, I, th I think it's important as a franchise to have, like, foundational values, right? And I think the Eagles have the correct foundational values. But I also think it's important as a franchise to realize where there are times that are okay to break those, right? Like, there yeah. are unique situations. You can't always be, you know, so firm on every. Like, you have to be able to bend and break a little bit on these things. And to your point, I think this is the situation. We might never... There might be a, never be another draft where we're talking and going, yeah, I'd take a running back that high. But I think right. this is the year where it makes sense. But you know what it's like, though, when you, I, and I think everybody's making really valid points. When it comes to the Eagles, it's like saying to yourself, well, when I hit the lottery, I'm going to get this sure house. I'm going to get this, this, you know, it's like, yeah, right. it's great, man. It's never happened. Yeah, it's, it's, be, it's, it's, being willingly irresponsible to an well, extent. You're is talking really the about hitting the lottery to the wrong person, right? I was going to say, well, Tom hit the lottery. You hit the lottery? He won the lottery. Wait, yeah. I didn't yeah. know this. Yeah. Yeah, I won for a million dollars on the scratch off. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I heard this, I was like, how is this not talked about? Tom, every how do time I not know radio? this? How many years have we been talking When you here, brought man? up the lottery, I was thinking, wow, that's kind of a bad analogy, right? All right, so <laughs> what, ti what time are we going out with Tom? I was going to question, say. Elliot. And yeah, he, he won the lottery, and all he got was the first spot on Go Birds. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back, back to right. my point, I, I need to see Bijan here. And, and listen, I know Barkley and Elliot, like, they were mistakes, but the, the, those situations were so different, and that's what I always I always go back to. I need Bijan. Always have a great weekend. All right, Tom. Thanks, and Tom. also, for it's where Saquon was the second pick and Ezekiel Elliott was the fourth pick. Yeah. Like, you know, just in terms of value, that's an incredibly different situation. I went back, and I and I hear you. I, I went back and I looked, and uh, I know we, we got to get a timeout in here, but I looked at the last 20 Super Bowl winners, Elliott, and other than Marshawn Lynch, which you could argue I, I, he was a high pick. I mean, yeah. 
they, it's a lot of later guys, yeah. man. Oh, you're is. right. You're it's, right. It's a lot of later guys. All right, let, let's dig into this a little bit more. And we'll, I want to bounce some things off of you. I want to bounce your confidence level uh, from, from last year's draft, whether it's Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, Cam Jurgens, because they're going to play major roles this year. Yeah. I, want, I want to get your confidence level on those guys, among a lot of other stuff that we're going to do. 215-592-9494. He's Elliot Shoreparks. I am Rob Ellis in for James Seltzer. We are Go Birds from Parks Casino, Ben Salem. As you said, we are at Parks Casinos. Everybody knows golf's biggest weekend is here in Augusta. And, man, what a weekend. Weather, not great, but still always an awesome weekend. Plus, baseball is back, and Pro Hoops playoffs are right around the corner. And as you guys know, Bet Parks is the proud official betting operator of the PGA Tour. So check the app and bet your favorite golfer this weekend in Augusta. In my hand, I have all I need to get some skin in the game in this Parks app. It's the only sportsbook app that I recommend, the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. You can bet golf all weekend, but also pro baseball, pro basketball, and hockey too. And with live in-game betting, same-game parlays, and more, you really can do it all on the app. All new users bet $10 and get $125 in sportsbook bonus if your first bet wins. BetParks.com has terms and conditions only. New users and winning and winning bets only. Sports bonus bet must be wagered once. See website for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Go Birds! Rob Ellison for James Seltzer along with Elliot Shore Parks. We are coming to you from Parks Casino, Ben Salem. Great crowd already out here today. Always. We got our friends to the right in, in the unbelievable leather reclining movie theater, uh, movie theater seating watching everything. everything it really is the it. ultimate sports setup to watch whatever. Like, I, you know, I only have one TV I can watch sports on here. I could literally watch. Five different games going on it's here. It's crazy, man. Yeah, we got baseball, golf, the whole night. Right. This is where I should have taken my tax money. Uh, that, that's my wife would have let me. Yeah. That's what I thought the move was going to be. At least yeah. give you a little. A little can I have a little bit, honey? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the move. No, it's better off with her managing the money, trust me. I, I'm with you. I am with you. And we got the bar to our right. I mean, what, yeah, else, what exactly, else could you yeah. possibly want? All right, we're going to get back to the phones in a second. You want to hop on 215-592-9494. Before we took a timeout. I mentioned, uh, you know, going to the break, I wanted to get your take on the 2022 class, not 23. So what we had last year was from Jordan Davis was kind of a mixed bag. When he was playing, you saw some flashes that he could stop the run and, and, you know, do some other things, occupy tacklers, which is or blockers, which is ultimately what you want from him. But he did have the high ankle and there wasn't a major impact. He didn't have a great Super Bowl Mm -mm. on top of it. Uh, Cam Jurgens was break glass in case of emergency, and you he know didn't he, play, he yeah. didn't play. The emergency never came, which is good. Well, yeah. You know, it's a good thing, right? And then you go to Kobe Dean, who was a special teamer, occasionally in garbage time, got minutes. Okay, L- let's go through it. I mean, going into this year, 
Jordan Davis is going to play a big role. Nicobe Dean's a starter right now. Cam yeah. Jurgens very likely the starting guard with Isaac Sayamalo leaving. What's your faith level on those three guys? I mean, to be completely honest, I would say I have the most faith in Cam Jurgens, and that's probably because I saw the least of them, right? I mean, I, I think, like, I, I can say that I think Cam Jurgens will be good because I believe in, you know, Jeff Stallin as the coach. I think, I mean, he's going to play between Kelsey and Lane. Like, that's a very that's a winning setup. situation for yeah. a guard. And I also think he has, in some ways, the easiest job of the three. But in terms of Jordan Davis, man, I mean, I understand he's a, a freak athlete, and I understand he's young, and he can develop, and those things are true. My concern is he's been that freak athlete for the you know like four years of his life, last four years, and he's never been an impact pass rusher. He just hasn't been. And you're right that when you look at last year, I thought he improved against the run as it went on. And I think once he hurt his ankle, like it was just done at that point. If you're that big, you miss that much time. It's so hard to come back and make an impact. But the Eagles also told you what they thought of him when they brought in Linval Joseph and Adamican Sue. I mean, he was the fifth defensive tackle on that role. So if they go into next year and he's playing, you know, 40% of the snaps or whatever because they're going to rotate guys, I don't have a lot of faith that he'll come in and be a, uh, an impact player. With N'Kobe Dean, again, like kind of the opposite of Jordan Davis in the way where he has production, you know, all over his resume. But people think he fell because of that shoulder. I think he fell because he is a, a bit of a tweener. Yeah, he, like, he almost looks safety-ish. He's too small, I think, to be a middle linebacker. But I don't think he's athletic enough to, to split out wide and do the, the, you know, the mm -hmm. outside linebacker thing where you have to cover tight ends and running backs. So I just don't know what his role is outside of a blitzer up the middle. So I, I think if both those guys end up being you know, big parts of the defense, yeah, I mean, they, they could be in trouble because I don't have as much faith as I did a year ago. I think the other thing we do is just, you know, I hate to say lower our standards, but just accept that it's not going to be what it was last year defensively. You know, yeah. You're going to have to score a lot of points. I mean, they, they averaged 28 last year, Elliot. That's probably got to be 31 this year. Well, I think the other thing, too, you just said defensively, we have to accept it's not going to be what it is Overall, like, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure we'll talk Phillies at some point over the next hour and a half. You're seeing with the Phillies the impact of coming off losing a championship. Ooh. The expectations are just insane. I mean, the Phillies, look, they got off to a one and five start. They deserve to be criticized, all those things. But imagine what it'll be like if the Eagles start 0-1. You know, <laughs> like, like this is what it's like. Yeah. So when you talk about the defense and the expectations, these players, Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, Cam Jurgens. They're stepping into a situation where not only are they going to be playing a lot for the first time in their careers in the NFL, they're going to be doing it with an, an insane amount of expectation. Like it, perfection will be expected. Yeah, from them. I mean bullseye, bullseye yeah. on every one of those guys getting that far. Let's go to Tom in Vancouver. Tom, you're on Go Birds. Hi guys, how you doing? What's up, Tom? What up, Tom? Hey, Rob. I just want to say that uh, I listened to the full Sports Take podcast. Uh, yesterday night and this morning, not realizing that you were going to be on Go Birds. Wow. And I thought you were doing your homework, of, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, well, it was a lot of fun because you got to see Rob in a little bit more of uh, a less radio and more conversational tone, uh, probably yeah. more like you, Elliot, when you're doing the, uh, the YouTube versions. Yeah, the, the, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. I think just the being on camera sometimes lends a little bit of a different presence 100%. to things. It does. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, lots of fun. Uh, the And, you know, if people want to listen to that podcast, then you'll be able to get to hear, you know, other sorts of takes like Rob's girl taking the hoops out of during it before a fight. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's called Sports Take uh, on, on Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I just want to say, like, I'm wondering, I have a question for you guys. Mm -hmm. Hargrave, 
Do you think that maybe he was the reason the sack numbers for all the players were so high? Because it seemed like such a bizarre anomaly last season. And I'm really concerned about this season that there's no way they're going to approach those numbers. Well, yeah. I mean, they were they almost set the NFL record. So I think it's going to be really hard to do that. Uh, in terms of Hargrave being the reason, I don't think he was the sole reason. But to your point, it really, really helps the edge rushers when you're consistently collapsing the pocket up the middle. And, and that's the concern is Fletcher can do it still, but he's not elite at it anymore. Um, and Milton Williams, nice role player. Jordan Davis might not be able to do it at all. And that is a major concern. And that's why I think you have to target a pass-rushing defensive tackle early on in this draft because if the if the quarterbacks are just not if they're not getting the pocket collapsed the way they were last year, yeah, you're not going to see these sack totals. And for what it's worth, the whole defense is going to suffer. Think about the Super Bowl. I mean, they didn't get a sack in that game. And and granted, they got beat on the ground and in the air. But when when in that second half, man, when Mahomes got yeah. going, it was in large part because the pass rush wasn't yep. getting home. So I also agree with you guys about the possibility of moving up and that it could be worthwhile because as I look at the other teams, because it's sort of like we almost forget there are other teams that are also at this Christmas party called the draft. <laughs> and, as, you know, so I see Anderson being taken by Gannon. The Seahawks are, would likely take Carter because I think that they're the type of team that are willing to, uh, to take a chance on something like that. There's a good chance the top three two, uh, uh, quarterbacks are also going to be gone. So unless they are willing to move up, you know, the, the choices are going to be limited unless, unless you, and I'd like, and I'm a little bit confused. I'm more clear on your, your view, Rob. But with Elliot, it seems like Bijan, mm-hmm. uh, really pushing Bijan, but at the same time saying trade off to try and get Jalen Carter. So yeah, I'd like well, to hear your thoughts that, on that. That's just, uh, thank you, Tom. Yeah, so I mean, my pecking order at, at the top of the draft is my first preference would be get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. If they're gone, I, well, I'm not trading up if they're gone because I don't know who you're trading up for at, at that point. But after that, my top pick is Bijan. So that's like my, you know, it, black and white take, like, opinion of that. I think Jalen Carter and Willie Anderson are the priorities. But after that, like, I'm all in on and I'm okay taking Bijan. Yeah, you're, you're, you're just, you're looking at it value. Like, like who do I think is the best player? And that's the way you really should appo- approach yeah. a draft in general. Like, you can't. That's why I said earlier, the, the real screaming, you're right. I mean, we talk about defensive tackle and defensive end. You can make a case for them, too. But linebacker and safety appear to be real, like, whoa. I well, don't there's know what nobody the there. Like. There's nobody there. Right. And you wouldn't. they wouldn't allot a pick to those positions anyway in the first round. Well, and the tough thing, too, is, you know, the, what, what three positions are we talking about? The defensive tackle, linebacker, and safety. That's the middle of your, of your team, right? Yep. So if you have good defensive tackles – that makes your linebackers and safeties better. But if you don't have good defensive tackles and then you're also trying to piece together oh. linebacker and safety, the middle of the field is, is going to be a major weakness for yeah, this team. No question. Let's go to Bob in Levittown. Bob, you're on Go Birds with Elliot and Rob. What's up, Bob? Hi, everybody. Uh, What's up, Bob? So I'll get right into it. Uh, I have a two-part pick, and it may be impossible, but you, I'm sure you'll tell me. All right. So – uh, the Jets are at 13 in the first round. Also, they have two in the second round at the 42nd pick, the 43rd pick. Okay. So, first part of the deal is they trade with the Jets, um, their pick, and they get a second rounder, plus whatever else has to be worked out. Uh, so, they go from 10 and, to 13, and they get 42, basically, is what you're saying. Well... They, they they get the Phillies ten, the, 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 the Eagles know, ten. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. Philadelphia's ten. Yeah. Oh, you're saying from a Jets perspective, you're talking about that. right, okay. right. Yeah, but they have to give up either number forty 
pick number 42 or 43. They got back-to-back second-round picks. Yep. Plus what, whatever else that the Eagles have to do to make it work. They Are you asking would the Eagles do that? Now, now, here's the second part. Okay. They make a deal also. Now, this is only if they don't get their impact players. Like, let's say, you know, it's the eighth pick and and there's no way they're going to get any impact players. So, okay, now they're already on the phone with Washington and they make a trade with them Mm -hmm. for their second rounder plus whatever else has to happen. So Philadelphia drops down to 16. Washington, you know, would then get the 13th player or the 13th pick. All right. Of the first round. Wait, this is wheeling off. I, of the I feel Jets like move? I'm watching. That, so there's uh, there's a Jets move to get down to 13. Then there's a move with Washington to go down to the 16. What, and then what, you're using the Jets 13th. Pick? What was that movie with Kevin Costner? <laughs> was draft it? Day. Yeah, draft day. This is why I feel like I'm. It's a live action version. Go, go right. ahead. So, so so now Philly winds up with the Washington 16th pick. Okay. Uh, and you know the Jets are happy, and. Washington's happy. They get Porter, whatever. Who knows? Are the Eagles uh, happy, Bob? Because I'm more worried about well, the Eagles well, being happy. Well, well, here's the net result out of this deal. They get two more second rounders, plus at number 16, they pick Bijan. Okay. Yeah. It's an interesting – there was a lot going on there. Thanks, well, so, Bob. One thing I think we do a lot during draft season is the whole – well, what if they get the guy at 16, they could get at 10, and then you get two extra picks. Well, yeah, that'd be awesome, right? But, like, you have to be sure you're going to get yeah, that you, guy, you, better, you know? If you're playing that, that poker, you better be sure. You better be sure. And so while I like the idea of moving back and mm-hmm. getting picks, the top priority with the 10th pick is not to collect more picks. Yeah. The top priority needs to be getting your impact player. If you're Howie and you have the information, you know Bijan's not going till 17 and you can bounce back and get him, yeah, do it. That's smart. Whoever the player is, forget sure. Bijan or whatever. Sure. But you have got to be sure. You can't come out of this draft and what we're talking about is, well, at 17 you got you know an okay prospect, but guess what? They got three second round. No, you need to get someone that we know is going to come in here and be an impact guy. You don't have the luxury of doing what you did last year. You, you had yeah. rare depth last year where your first three picks barely got on the field in any significant way. An incredible I don't want to call it luck because they do do a lot to make sure these players are healthy and all those things. But there is a certain luck aspect to, to injuries. Like they they got a lot of that last yeah, year. No yeah. question. All right, we'll continue the draft discussion. I also, you and I haven't had a chance to talk about uh, the safety situation with, yeah. with Terrell Edmonds and Reed Blankenship and whether or not uh, that's going to be good enough. We haven't gotten into Jalen Hurts' contract yet either. There's, there's a lot going on in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson and how that impacts things. We'll talk about all that. When we come back, don't go anywhere. 215-592-9494. You want to hop on? Let's continue this discussion. He's Elliot Parks. I'm Rob Ellis. I am in for James Seltzer. We are Go Birds coming to you from Parks Casino. Everyone loves a smart investment, and right now there is no better place to put your money than in your home. Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. You protect and invest the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Simply 
unheard of in anything, not just Windows, unheard of. Window Nation will give you two windows free for every two you purchase. Go with the window company that has installed nearly two million windows by installers with over a decade of experience only using the top of the line installation materials, which is why 96%, that's right, 96% of installs require no follow-up service. Call today and lock in these limited time savings. 866-90-NATION and pay absolutely zero interest for five years, the life of your loan, and get two free windows with every two you buy. 866-90-NATION or windownation.com and tell them you heard about it on Go Birds Radio. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Go Birds, baby. We are back. Yes, Rob Ellison for James Seltzer along with Elliot Shore Parks. We're coming from Parks Casino in Ben Salem. Got to stop on out, say hi. Already uh, some, some friends coming over and, and yeah. uh, saying hi. I, I, we get back to the phones, and we will hit some Phillies and, and Sixers as well, Elliot. But uh, I do want to talk to you about the safeties. Uh, they signed Earl Edmonds, who comes over here from Pittsburgh, spent his entire career there. Got him on the cheap. Uh, yeah, started right, a ton of games there, too. Which he is has. Good. Yeah. He has. Um, and, you know, right now, whether you want to call it by default or not, it's Reed Blankenship, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, is this is this what it's going to look like, number one? And if so, is that good enough? So they do like Reed Blankenship. I don't think that's just smoke. I, now, they could make another move for sure, but they, they liked Reed last year. Um, I think that in a world where they didn't get the safety play they did from Chauncey and Marcus Epps, in a normal Eagles safety year, you might have seen him just naturally take over because mm. they, they liked him that much. And he did play well, I thought, last year. Now, not like the rangy athlete that you kind of want. And now, if they play too deep, it's not as important because he's only covering half the field. But I think they like him enough where you, they could go into next year with Edmonds and Blankenship as their safeties. Because they signed Edmonds, I would think, with the expectation he'll start. He's been a starter his whole career. And they like Reed Blankenship. What I think they need is another like, high-quality backup veteran. So if Terrell Edmonds does get hurt or if Reed does you know, have a sophomore slump or whatever in his second year, you have somebody there. Because as concerning as some people will be about the top two, they have nothing behind there, yeah. like nothing. And, and now maybe they draft somebody, mm-hmm. and if they do, I think they go with more of a ready-to-play-now guy, like maybe one of the safeties out of Alabama as opposed to a fifth-rounder where you're not expecting him to play. But I do think they have probably more confidence in Edmonds and Blankenship than the general public. All right, if you were choosing one of these and you look at the offseason so far, uh, and, and, again, there's a long way to go. We have the draft. We know how late Howie will make moves. There's yeah. a long way to go. But as we sit here right now, on April 8th, are they better, worse, the same than they were last year when the season ended? The defense or the team? Let's go team. I mean, I think by definition, 
you have to be worse just because they've only really lost. And I don't think any of the added pieces are impact guys. Like, you know, Richard Penny, I get the upside there and I understand the excitement level. But again, like, he's hurt all the time. And guys just don't stay healthy all of a sudden. Now, Especially who knows? That maybe, position. maybe he'll have a lucky year and he plays 14 yeah. games, so, right? But no, I think you would. I think you would have to say by definition worse, but I, I do think they've had a really good offseason. I think they've kept the right guys. I think that they've, they're better than I thought they would be. Like at this point, if we were, you know, we're doing this show, I, I would be, I would have said it's an awesome offseason. I would have been surprised if they kept, you know, if they were able to keep Slate, Bradbury, Kelsey, Cox, Brandon Graham. Like they kept a lot of talent. So by definition, I guess I would say worse, but I, I still think they're easily the, you know, or not easily, they are the best team in the NFC. And th- I, I agree with that. I, I think. San Francisco is such a wild card because they have crazy talent, but if you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter. So I think the biggest X factor in maybe the NFL, but definitely in the conference, is Dak. Because yeah. Dak is better than any quarterback the Niners have. And their roster is probably not as good as the Niners, but it's not far off. Like, Dallas's defense is really good. They went and they added Brandon Cooks. They added Stephon Gilmore. They have Micah Parsons, right? Like, they are really good. And for what it's worth, they seem to have the Eagles' number a little bit, especially in Dallas, right? So when you talk about the rest of the conference, the good news for the Eagles is they have far and away the best quarterback. And that matters a lot when you combine it with what might also be the best roster, you know, or at least maybe, you know, top three or whatever. But the issue is if Dak comes back and has a normal Dak year and as opposed to, like, the disaster that was last year, I mean, it took the Eagles the last game of the season to clinch a division. So they're not that far off from the Cowboys, even though they're better. The Cowboys are not like half as good the Cowboys are, are right there in a lot of ways yeah you're right talent wise but the problem is they don't have a good coach no but he does win a lot of games he does what it's worth. I agree with you but he, I think he's underrated sometimes. he was handed a pretty good roster in Dallas and he had Aaron Rodgers he should have won a lot of games and, he, and you have a meddling bad owner who's way too involved in things oh with, I agree the, the Eagles are a better franchise but but San Fran's weird in that like Purdy may not even be ready they clearly don't have faith in Trey Lance. They're not just—they're not saying it, but they don't. Right. And, and then Darnold's there. I think San Fran has a way better coach, and, and I, don't, I think Shanahan came up small in the championship game, even though he lost his, his yeah. couple of quarterbacks. I agree with that. So it, it, you're right. I mean, it is—it is fascinating to look at. I still—I agree. I think it, if you separate everything and you just kind of look at the big picture, the Eagles are still the team to beat. They just are, even though they're not as good as they were last year. It's just year. tough. Because you can be both. You know, we can parse, you know, between San Francisco and Dallas, but it's just unfortunate for the Eagles that Dallas is in their division. Uh, it is. So you're looking at either probably one or five. And it's a good division, period. It, it, yeah, it, there's no, no think, layups. I think New York's a little overrated, but I agree with you. This is not the NFC South. No. The NFC South is terrible. That That yeah. is a mess. Let's get Glenn in Wisconsin. Glenn, you're on Go Birds. Hey, how you guys doing today? What's up, Glenn? Hey, I think the biggest issue, and uh, oh, you keep bringing up the he's so good, the B. John Robinson is – one of the things you have problems, Slay and Bradbury are, I think, the oldest starting duo of corners yeah. in the NFL. And after them, we really have nothing. So sitting at 10, they may be able to get that Gonzalez and Witherspoon out of Illinois. And I think you have a better chance than hitting on those picks than in that corner in the second or third round. Well, so let me ask you this, Glenn. Like, what do you think of those two prospects? Because I agree with the logic there, right, of – now, I do think Bradbury and Slay are going to be here two years. Like, I don't think this is one of them's gone after next year. I think the plan is they will be on the roster each of the next two years. So you're really talking about, outside of injury, you know, this not being a full-time outside starter for, for until the third year of his contract. But what do you think of Gonzalez and Witherspoon? Because I just don't like them enough for the 10th pick. 
I mean, I, I, I've watched Witherspoon. I haven't watched about Gonzalez. i just seen reports on him. I watched Witherspoon being in Illinois. Mm-hmm. I think he's really good. He's a little undersized. But, I mean, but, I mean, we know older players get injured. I mean, they're just running a risk of those two players, one of those players getting injured. And they're, I think they are the two oldest starting now, quarters I think, duo. I think Witherspoon, is, is he 25? He's on the older side. I, I know. Oh. I think. I think he's a senior, like a legit senior. Twenty five. Is, is he that maybe old? not twenty five? But I think he's a. Se- I think you're right. He. I think he is a senior because his junior year he didn't do as well, and this right. year he kind of came on the scene, and he wasn't really talked about the first round. But I think again, it's a different pick because it's the thirtieth pick. I feel like the talk about Bijan's kind of the, when the uh, Kansas City won their first pick, and they're like, oh, we don't really need anything. Let's just get a running back with the thirtieth, thirty second pick, and they took Clyde Edwards or Lair. This year they had a seventh round running back on their team. And did fine. You can find running back talent. I feel like running back talent is a lot easier to hit later in the rounds than the people who are graded higher in other positions going in there from there. Well, I think part of the reason is because he, uh, the running back is so based off everything else on your offense. And you're right that they found him late and there's value to that. But I'll, I'll take the elite talent. I just will. Yeah. I, 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 if I'm looking at it right, Witherspoon's 22. I guess I'm just wrong about that. No, I'm, it, no I, he is a senior. I mean, yeah, oh, so he's he'll be 23 this year. That, yeah. Yeah. I think he's older than Gonzalez is what I'm Gonzalez thinking. Gonzalez is younger. And Gonzalez started at Colorado, then transferred to Oregon. If I think he only played at Oregon for yeah, one year. 25 is like, that's like Danny Watkins type. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. So, yeah. All of a sudden, everybody's just having fireman. Yeah, no, like, yeah, you're right. Do that he, to he's the 22. But but yeah. still, I think the, the the age part of it aside, like, yeah. I Bradbury's going to be here two years. Like, that's for sure. And I think Slay's contract, now they'll take dead money hits, but they're probably thinking Slay is on the roster in 2023. So I think you can get someone to develop, but I think this draft is deeper at corner than it is at, like, edge rusher and defensive tackle. You are crazy thin, though. I mean, you have those two in their 30s. There's not a lot behind them. Yeah, I don't and, like and, Zach McPherson. It seems, and they don't seem to either. No, and and Avante can't stay on the field. Like, you're, you're thin at corner. Well, the other thing about Avante, which is interesting, is – we just talked about safety. I wonder if they would move him to safety and kind of, you know, if they draft a corner somewhere, they add a nickel, where when they do go to nickel, that the Avante moves back safety. to safety and they bring in, a, you know, another corner. That very well could happen. All right, we'll come back. We, we've gone nearly an hour, Elliot, and we haven't uh, talked about Jalen Hurts' contract. Man, uh, so is that life with the franchise quarterbacks, it's a little different. Crazy. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard. I'm Rob Ellis in for James Seltzer. He's Elliot Shoreparks. We are Go Birds coming live from Park. Casino, Ben Salem. Golf's biggest weekend is here in Augusta, and what a weekend. I mean, it's, you know, again, rain aside, it's been a, a cool weekend so far. Plus, baseball is back, and pro hoops and playoffs are right around the corner. Bet Parks is a proud official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Check the app, bet your favorite golfer this weekend in Augusta, and in my hand, and in your hand, you could have all you need to get some skin in the game with the Bet Parks app. It's the only sportsbook app that I recommend, the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. Bet golf all weekend, pro baseball, pro basketball, and hockey too. And with live in-game betting, same game same game parlays and more there's all types of options inside the app so all new users can bet ten dollars and get 125 dollars in sportsbook bonus if your first bet wins betparks.com has all the terms and conditions new users and winning bets only sportsbook bonus bet must be wagered once go and see all the website for details